You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Good, ladies and gentlemen, it's Randall Beatley. This is the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast, and it's the first episode of 2023, um, and uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a day late. Typically, these episodes are going to be out on Wednesday. Um, however, with me deciding sort of last minute to watch Wrestle Kingdom 17... Which is something I typically don't do. Um, there was a reason I wanted to watch it. And that was the rumor behind Sasha Banks showing up. And I wanted to see live. I wanted to see, you know, live. And typically I wouldn't have bought, bought it um, if it was like a pay-per-view type thing. Um, but it was it cost me $7.99 for the month subscription of, uh, what's it, New Japan World, um, and so, <clears throat> it's not gonna kill me to, 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 it, that, that price didn't kill me at all to, to watch it, um, it's the second time I've watched Wrestle Kingdom, we're going to talk about my thoughts about that later in the episode, but with me staying up to watch, like, I literally didn't go to sleep till, uh, six, seven in the morning on Wednesday, um, after working all day Tuesday. So I went to sleep. I literally woke up at like 1 PM, uh, still tired as shit. Whenever you like to pull basically an all nighter like that, no amount of like, it's going to take some days to catch up on your sleep cycle. So all day Wednesday, I, I went to go get lunch with a couple friends because uh, uh, I was off of work that day, and uh, just completely forgot about recording the podcast uh, yesterday, Wednesday. So I wanted to get it done today. I'm actually kind of glad I did because it did give me, you know, a few more things to talk about. Um, we do. We're gonna catch up on some of the news, but with this being a new year, I did want to keep up some housekeeping. How we're gonna run this Wednesdays. Every single Wednesday, we'll do a show. Um, that's when it's going to be out. What time? I don't know. My plan is to eventually uh, maybe do like a live stream with these um, and stream them live on either YouTube or uh, Twitch. I haven't fully decided yet about that. Um, but the, the plan... Is definitely in set. They'll be set on Wednesdays. And what we'll do is... um, Wednesday... 
at some point in the day. I'm going to try to get a, a, a figure figure out a time to post them. Uh, more than likely, it'll be in the morning every morning, probably around noonish Eastern Standard Time is when those things will go and be posted. Um, and it will be basically recapping the last seven days of wrestling news, whether it's news, things that happened in the ring, my opinions on the booking of WWE, um, other mainstream sort of wrestling news, and we'll just recap it, give my opinion, um, and it's basically just going to be me talking. Like how it has been, but um, I don't necessarily know... um, Sort of like I'm not a big fan of planning out and saying we're going to do segment this, segment this, segment this. I like to sort of start with a segment, have a general idea of things that I want to talk about, and then just let the conversation flow. Um, that's genuinely how I like to do my podcast. It's genuinely how I talk in conversation. That's generally how I, um, you know, debate and argue and, and, and talk with, with friends. I want this to be like, we're best friends and you're hearing me give an argument in my opinion on a particular thing on wrestling. Um, it's still going to be from somewhat casual perspective. Um, now I've played both sides of the coin, right? I used to be super, super hardcore, right? Would watch everything, Go to all the shows, buy all the merch, do all the extra shit. Right, wrestling at one point for about a year or two was all that I talked about, all that I cared about, all that I tweeted about, all that, like that. That was life. Um, at some point, though, around the time, and I'll be honest, around the time the IWC started basically attacking WWE fans for not liking AEW. So around 2020, that era where it was like, oh, you are you don't watch AEW, you're stupid, is basically the argument that I got. I recognize that, one, the IWC is not a group that I want to be a part of because they are very um, hypocritical. I don't want to say toxic. It's, not, it, it's the internet, so it's going to be toxic. I don't care about toxicity. I care about being uh, being a hypocrite, though. And that's what I feel most in the IWC are. And I've said this before, because they say everyone's opinion matters unless it goes against the standard opinion of the IWC. Right? And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I've already talked about that. Um, so, I've been hardcore. And what I recognized was the more hardcore I got, the less I enjoyed the product that I'm happy, right? I've recognized in myself that I'm happiest when watching wrestling, one, without expectations. Um, I, I lower my expectations. I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And so I'm not going to sit there and nitpick every single detail. Um, and two, I watch wrestling as an entertainment form as an art form, not as a sport, right? And so, like, I watch sports very different than how I watch wrestling. 
Um, I watch sports. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm up around. I'm up jumping around. I'm very into it, into the game, yelling at my team, yelling at my coaches. Hey, that was a stupid play call, right? When I watch wrestling, I, I sit there, I watch it. Sometimes if like the booking was stupid, I'd be like, that was a dumb decision booking wise. Right. And I'll critique booking all day long for WWE. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's a scripted product. It's a TV show. It's an art form. I'm not going to let it ruin my life, right? It's not going to control my emotions that my favorite wrestler doesn't wrestle, right? My favorite wrestler active right now and of all time is Dolph Ziggler, but it's not going to ruin my day that he never gets the time of day on TV anymore because he's getting paid a lot of money. He's getting to live out his dream of doing wrestling as well as his comedy stuff, which is very good if you haven't seen the show. And, I mean, what else, what more could you... Like, I, if I was getting his money to do what he does, absolutely I wouldn't complain about it, right? So, I'm j- I realize that I enjoy wrestling more when I don't sit there and um sort of try to treat it like what it's not. It's a TV show to me, so I watch it like how I watch TV shows. I just sit there and try to watch the story, which which changed my perspective on wrestling. So now my critique is more so not on what well, this move doesn't make sense or or whatever. I'm more storyline based, right? Um and so I watch wrestling for the story. And when I say the story, I don't mean cuz cuz I've had casual or excuse me, I've had hardcore fans, especially like fans of like New Japan and and the more indie style ma- uh, matches would say well the story takes place between the ropes. That's not what I mean by the story, right? When I mean the story, I want to know like what is the motivation of the characters to interact with each other. You have to have some sort of motivation. You have to have some sort of character development. You have to have some sort of plot line as to why this battle matters. As to why this fight is happening. What is the motivation for said character to fight the other character for the title? Like, what is the motivation? So that's how I watch and, and critique wrestling. Just to get that out of the way for the new listeners and for, you know, the new year. Um... With that being said, we do got a few things. I'm going to talk about some of what I thought about Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to talk about Raw from this past Monday. Um, and then we'll talk... We'll actually start about this. We'll go ahead and get my sort of weekly AEW rant out of the way. Um, there, Brian Alvarez... Not Brian Alvarez, excuse me. Dave Meltzer, I think it was the one who reported this, who uh, stated... That there are people backstage at AEW events. Now, let me let me before I go into the story, I didn't even know about this article. I didn't know about it until um, I was listening to another podcast that I listened to, uh, which is very rare. I don't listen to podcasts. I love to to make my podcast because it gives me an area to 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 give my opinion. But I don't like listening to podcasts, right? I find a lot of them hard to listen to. I don't have the attention span to, to sit there for hours at a time and listen to people 
just blubber on, blabber, blabber, blabble on about stuff that really doesn't interest me, right? I used to listen to Rogan, but he would bring on people that I just, like, he would bring on, like, a physicist or whatever, some type of topic that I could really give two fucks about, and I'd sit there and be like, why did I just waste three hours listening to this, right? Or I would listen to, I'll be honest, I used to listen to, uh, Alex Jones's show. Um, and not because I agree with Alex Jones, but I just think that um, from a perspective of, of learning, you learn the uh, you learn people's opinions best by listening to what they say. Right. So rather than hear a third party say, well, Alex Jones said this. Well, I'm going to listen to what Alex Jones said. And I used to listen to it. Not because I believed everything he said, but because I wanted to understand his point of view, right? And I stopped listening to it because his show now, if you haven't listened to the Alex Jones show and, and all the other people that li- that are with him on InfoWars, if you haven't listened to it, um, he does basically the, the, the things that I hate the most about podcasts nowadays, um... The number one thing is the show is basically second fiddle to the advertisements, right? And so this is part of the reason why, like, Ben Shapiro, if you ever listen to him, uh, like, and he's very well known in the podcasting circle of how, how smoothly he can transition from his show to the advertisement because he... It's almost like he practices what he's going to be talking about, and he just slides right in um, to the advertisement um, and uh, things like that. Like I stopped listening to a lot of people's podcasts solely because it became, especially like with Alex Jones, it became well. Here's 14 minutes of actual talking, and then we're gonna do. We're going to run, they, literally Alex Jones would run like seven minutes straight, almost ten minutes straight sometimes, of just straight ads. Go to Infowars.com and, and buy Hyperdrive or whatever the hell his, his supplements he sells are called, right? And it, it was it was support the show, pay me, pay me, pay me, and it was very little product. Um, and so I stopped listening. I, I just... I. I it wasn't the conspiracies or whatever, and we're not really going to talk about what Alex Jones believes in or any of that, um, but, but give an example. Same with Rogan. Like, Rogan, first off, he went strictly on Spotify, and I don't use Spotify anymore um, because I use Apple Music because I have an iPhone, and it's just a lot more simpler to, to do Apple Music than Spotify to me. And so I just... Rogan's show is too long for me. I don't have that attention span. With that being said, the same thing with, like, I used to listen to Vince Russo's podcast, but three hours, used to listen to Cornette, three, four-hour shows. Like, I don't, ha- and they do these daily. Jim Cornette does, like, a four-hour show, like, almost every single day. That's insane. That's a lot of wrestling to talk about. I don't have that attention span or the care in the world to listen to that much podcasting. So when I found this podcast that I listened to, I'm going to give the name away here in a minute, um, and it was 30, 45 minutes, 
maybe a, a random hour-long episode. I was like, you know what? I like this. And he agrees with, or I agree with a lot of what he said. I d- disagree with some of the things he said. And we'll actually um, uh, talk about some of that of maybe down the line of things that he said that I disagree with. Um, but it's the casual wrestling community show is his Friday show. He now has a Monday through Thursday show called Casual Wrestling Daily it, with Notorious Nerdy D. Go follow him on TikTok. Um, but to, to today I was catching up on all his episodes because I missed most of this week's episodes when they dropped just for being busy and stuff, right? And so he does Patreon. It's $5 a month. It's his highest tier. I have $5 a month to support him. I enjoy the content. It's not like he's asking for a billion dollars, right? $5 a month is for a show that I enjoy. I'm fine supporting that, right? And so I'm listening today, and he always does like a a section uh, to give thanks to his Patreon people. And um, he was going through that today, and he sent my name. I was like, that's cool. Uh, And then he promote it the podcast he just said he's the host of the the slapping me wrestling podcast go check it out and i completely lost my shit i completely marked the fuck out like dude just gave me press and it's not like he has a lot of listeners but like a billion listeners but i mean he has let's let's pull up his youtube real quick (coughs) excuse me he has Let's see if I can find it. I follow a lot of people on on YouTube, so it's going to... It might be a minute before I find... So he has 3.2 thousand subscribers. So potentially 3,000 people, at least for the next couple days... We'll hear, go follow the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Go listen to the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast from his podcast, right? So, first off, I do want to say thank you. Um, but listening today, I didn't know about this article that we're about to talk about um, until I heard it on his show. And so I was like, and this is what happens a lot of times, is something will happen, I'll read an article, I'll watch a show, and I'll get, I'll, I'll prepare to do my podcast. And I'll and I'll sit there and I'll be like, well, let me save this for the next podcast. I want to see if I'm reading this wrong or if if someone else agrees with me or what, what's the talk around this 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 uh, particular topic. And so a lot of times, if I'm talking about something, I uh, it's not that I try to steal opinions or formulate or, or do something like that. I just want to I don't want to speak out of the side of my ass on a lot of this stuff. Um, I want to see if people are reading the room the same way, same way I'm reading it. Um, and that, you know, I have some support behind me that, okay, maybe someone else saw it too. Someone else who thinks the same as me in terms of casual wrestling as a fan, he agrees with me. And this guy agrees with me. And the, and, and the fans are, you know, they, they agree with me. So now, now I have confirmation that I'm not, I'm not reading it wrong. Right. And so um, it's the article um, that now we can get to the actual topic here. Anyway, shout out to Nerdy D and the casual wrestling community. Again, thank you for the promo. Um, 
it it, it I just want to let him know if he listens to this, bro. I I marked out for that. Like I was in the middle of of work today listening to it, and I heard the name, and then you went on, and he was like, and he's the host of the, and I was like, no way, he didn't just do that. I f- luckily I had no customers in the office, but I just started like. I jumped out of my office chair and, like, fist-pumped a couple times. I marked out, for real. Uh, it's the hardest I've marked out since the Hardys returned at WrestleMania in Orlando when I was there live. Uh, that was probably the only two moments I've ever marked out in my life, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a mark-out type guy. Like, if if things happen, things happen, but <clears throat> I'm not going to, like, sit there. Like, I might mark out if Dolph Ziggler wins the the... the WWE Championship again, because that's something that'll never actually be thought of in my brain as ever happening. So if it happens, I'll mark out. But again, Nerdy D, thank you. Anyway, uh, to this to, to this article, apparently, I think it's Dave Meltzer said it. Um, basically, the idea is there's some people backstage, by, behind the scenes of AEW who are, I don't know which, I don't want, upset, I was, I'll say upset, they're upset with Dax Harwood and how he basically went on it, I think it's his own podcast now, FTR with Dax Harwood, I think is the name of it, he went on his show and basically gave the other side of the CM Punk elite story, and Dave, quit dancing around this, man. People be people backstage. We all know who you're talking about. We all know you're talking about the elite. Like it's just go ahead and say it. The elite are frustrated with Dax because he told the other side of the story. Because because this is what happened, right? Tony, Nick, and Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega, they all got together. They've recognized. Okay, our narrative is sticking. Our narrative is working. So we're just going to stick with it. And we're not going to talk about CM Punk and we won't mention them. And no one's allowed to mention them on TV. And, and, and no one gets to tell the other side of the story. And so Dax goes on his podcast. And Dax basically says, you know what? This is what happened. CM Punk wasn't a cancer in the locker room. He took the guys out for dinner. He bought the girls anonymously. He bought them Starbucks gift cards. Which, which create that in and of itself... The IWC sort of jumped down CM Punk's throat for that. Oh, why didn't he take the girls out for dinner? Because you don't think that that's not a bad look. I'm sure if if the... First off, I don't know about you. If you're a female in the locker room, would you rather go to dinner with CM Punk or get a free Starbucks gift card? Right? Like, at least he's giving... Like, he doesn't have to give you gifts. Right? And the idea is... is he wasn't the cancer that the elite and all the fans of the elite want you to believe, right? He wasn't the cancer that they want you to believe he was in the locker room, right? That he actually meant what he said in his debut promo. And I've given him shit over the last couple months of his of his tenure because uh, my opinion of him was he came in, he debuted, he said he was going to help the young guys, and then he started beaten up and 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 getting himself up putting himself over the young guys when apparently it was Tony Khan who wanted to give him the strap 
for the for the press and for the clout of CM Punk's our champion. So to CM Punk, I'm sorry, I misread the situation. I right, CM Punk basically didn't want the title. It was basically forced upon him. Uh, and so he went along with it. Right? So I can see why CM Punk... Like, the more and more I hear from the CM Punk side of the story, the more and more I start to agree with that CM Punk was not in the wrong here. Because if you basically, you know, you hire me, I come in and say, I don't want the title. I just want to help the younger guys get over. I want to create some stars. To, to benefit the business, you know, five, ten years down the line. <clears throat> and instead, Tony, you give him the belt, what he doesn't want to do, right? And then you allow your talent, Adam Page, we're looking at you, to go to the ring and basically go into business for himself and say things that shouldn't have been said in the ring. And then you, you know, time after time after time again, continue to show how unprofessional the EVPs are. And then the one time CM Punk snaps, he's the bad guy because you've created and and got under his skin to he reacts that way, right? So, Meltzer, quit dancing around. We know that it's the elite and the young bucks, and they're showing themselves for who they really are. Right, Cornette said thousands of times on his podcast that you know there, it's all friends wrestling. That's where I got the idea from. It's all friends wrestling, right? You're only there. You only get pushed. You only get the big positions. You get the big paydays if you become friends with the Jacksons and and all of his PWG buddies, right? Why do you think Excalibur is there? Like I've said this before, but why do you think Excalibur? <clears throat> got hired by AEW. They're friends with he's friends with the Jacksons. Right? He's friends with the Young Bucks. It's the only reason, like, you would have to be out of your damn mind to hire Excalibur. And then to keep him in the gimmick behind the mask. And with him on like how special do you think you are that you do commentary behind a mask with the name Excalibur? Like how special do you think you are? That's insane to me. Right? That's insane to me. It really is. Um, uh, but <clears throat> the more and more that comes out about the CM Punk story and how even to this day, like the Young Bucks and the Elite, Kenny Omega, all of them, right? They're taking, they're showing how unprofessional they are and that they can be a little douchey, right? I think they're very good entertainers. They're good showsmen, right? I think a lot of what they do, though, is kind of, kind of. The last show they did in Charlotte, where I live, I think was they uh, they had like a basketball hoop and they tried to dunk from the ring or whatever, and like the whole like I thought that was stupid, but they're showmen, right? Which doesn't convey very well with the TV audience because you're not there live. But they're very good showmen. But at the same time, like, they're not professional. They come off sort of douchey to me. Um, and they ruined possibly one of the greatest finishing moves in the super kick of all time. Like, and I, I get it, the Usos use it a lot too. 
But, like, the Usos use it in spots that make sense, right? The Young Bucks literally will do, like, 20 super kicks in a row where they where them and their opponents will swap super kicks. Like, and they call it a super kick party. Bro, that's dumb. That's dumb. It's stupid. It's overused. It's the reason people start are starting to hate the super kick, right? But... Come on now, Melter. Just let us know. It's the we know who it is already. You don't have to hide behind it. Anyway, moving on. Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, like I said, I did decide to watch it. Um, I don't really want to discuss the booking because I I don't watch New Japan traditionally, so I don't want to talk about the story. Um, it was a it was exactly what I thought it would be. Right, it was exactly what I thought it would be, and I had some prior experience. I've watched Wrestle Kingdom before. Um, I've watched the the one with Jericho and Omega. I don't remember the numbers. Uh, same thing with like WrestleMania. I don't remember numbers. I just sort of remember who's in matches and stuff, but I don't remember the numbers. Like you could say, "Hey, what was the main event of WrestleMania?" You know, seventeen. That one you should probably know, even though off the top of my head now I'm second guessing. I know Austin and Rock. I think it was that one. Right, X Seven was that one, but like if you were to ask me, like who was the 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 uh, the main event of like WrestleMania Seven, right? I'm not that much of a historian to to know that who was the main. Like even like if you ask me about like WrestleMania like twenty twenty five twenty six, I don't know any of the matches in WrestleMania twenty five off the top of my head. Right, but then if I go look them up and be like, "Oh, it was that match?" Okay, now I now I remember the match itself, right? Um, and so I don't know what number Omega and Jericho fought at for Wrestle Kingdom, and then the year after that I watched it as well. Um, so this would have been my third Wrestle Kingdom I watched. It was exactly what I figured it would be, um, your standard sort of show. Um, if you hadn't watched Wrestle Kingdom before, and you're a casual fan. You're probably thrown off by the lack of crowd interaction. That's just a Japanese crowd that didn't mess with me. Um, however, I that if I was a wrestler, that would be the only reason I wouldn't wrestle in Japan. Because you know the life of the business is the crowd interaction. So, <coughs> yeah. Um, moving forward. The only thing I really want to talk about with Wrestle Kingdom is um, Mercedes, Sasha Banks. It's the only thing I think it was one of the main reasons I decided to watch. And I will have to say, I'm thoroughly disappointed with her debut. I'm not upset she left. And I've been saying for several months now, since she basically walked out of the company... And the rumor started that she was going to leave, never come back, and basically she took her she took her ball, and and left the company. And now she's playing on a different court, um, and and the belief is she's going to AEW, and she's going to basically have a working partnership with Stardom and New Japan. Um, <clears throat> so. Which again, I don't care. But good for her. If this is her dream to 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 do what she wants with wrestling, that's fine. If she's getting paid, that's Tony's money. Tony can overpay for right. But I think WWE is a hundred percent correct with letting Sasha Banks walk. 
Here's why. She she wanted to be paid Charlotte Flair money. And I promise you, she is not Charlotte Flair. Right? Charlotte Flair is the best woman to ever grace a wrestling ring. Not just because of titles. I don't think title reigns mean much. Right? You can have 17 title reigns and still be a boring wrestler. Right? Um, looking at you, Ric Flair. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, um, but, um, Charlotte Flair is the best to ever do it, right? And I, which is why I don't understand why the IW, Charlotte Flair is basically the antithesis of what the IWC fans want, right? She doesn't do all the fancy shit. She'll do some high spots from now on, or from, from now, from time to time, she'll do some pretty good high spots. Her, um... I don't know the name of the move, uh, but the jump she does from like the top turnbuckle outside of the ring, I can't remember the name of the move off the top of my head right now. That thing like is perfected. Like she does it the same way every single time she does it. Her spear's pretty good. Like she's a really good in ring wrestler. Not the best on the mic, but I think she's very serviceable there. Um, especially in the heel role. Um. Charlotte's the best to ever do it, right? Sasha, in my opinion, was is nowhere near the level of Charlotte Flair. Um, in fact, there's not a single woman on the WWE or AEW roster that I think is on the level of Charlotte Flair as a complete package. Um, now, this is when Charlotte is a heel. When Charlotte's a face, it's hard to get behind her. Um, because it just doesn't feel realistic, right? She works so much better as a heel, um, right? And so I've always considered Sasha Banks the fifth or sixth best on the women's roster, right? If you look at WWE's women's roster right now, you have Charlotte, you have... Uh, this is in no particular order at the moment, but let's list some of the top women that are being used. You have Charlotte, you have Ronda... You have Becky, Bailey, Bianca, Rhea, Raquel, Liv, Alexa, and a tenth. This was named a tenth for the hell of it. Um, shit, shit. Let's just go with those nine. Out of those nine people that are that are used on a fairly regular basis, right? Charlotte's obviously one. I would put Bianca at two. Bailey and Becky three and four. Rhea is in the top five. Rhea would be five. Raquel would be six. Ronda, Liv, and um, who was the fifth, the ninth one? I don't remember. Ronda, Liv, you know, they're down there towards the bottom. And then you have some of the other women like Candice and, and oh, I put Alexa. Alexa's the other one I forgot. Alexa would, would be like seventh on this list, right? And I think Alexa's better than Sasha Banks, right? I think Sasha Banks doesn't fit in the top 10 just on the SmackDown and Raw rosters. She's not good on the mic. I don't find her particularly well that good in ring. And outside of the the show, right? If you look at her presentation in WWE, right? The song... The, the, the bright lights, the presentation, the gimmick. But if you strip all that away, 
she doesn't have much personality. And and the lack of ring work, or excuse me, the lack of mic work, like she cannot give a promo, right? She cannot give a promo to save her life. And so I don't think that WWE valued her the way she valued herself. Um, and like I said, I would not consider Sasha Banks. I, I She'd be in the top 10. She'd be better than Liv. She's better than Ronda. But I think Alexa's better. That's I could probably name five people better than her off the top of my head. Right? Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, Becky, Bianca, Rhea, Bailey. All better than Sa- Right? Charlotte, Alexa, Becky, Bianca, Bailey. Five people better than Sasha. Sasha Banks is mid-card at best. Which is why they continuously put her in the tag team picture. Now, if her and Naomi wanted to be in the tag team picture, I think that they would, you know, you put Ronda and Shayna in there. You have damage control. You could put Naomi and and, and, and uh, Naomi and Sasha, Toxic Attraction, right? But now you're working at that tag team and they're mid in the tag team division, right? Ronda and Shayna would probably be the best. Toxic Attraction's up there. Damage control's pretty good, right? So Sasha's very mid. She's mid-card, right? She's mid-card at best. That would be how I had her valued on my roster, right? On my roster, she's, you know, she's top 10, but she's lower top 10 on the on the women's roster. And that's just Raw and SmackDown. Because you go down to NXT, and I think Roxanne Perez is better. I think Cora Jade's getting better and will be better than Sasha in the long term. So WWE, they look at WWE can look at their roster and say we got f- at least five better than Sasha now. We have uh, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, um, Nikita Lyons. We got some women down there that are going, you know, toxic attraction that are better than Sasha Banks is now. So she's still she's mid card now. She's going to be mid card in the future. If someone else wants to pay her top of the line money, let them. I think WWE was a hundred percent fine letting Sasha Banks walk, right? And so she gets to Japan, and I'm not going to talk about the lack of crowd reaction because I've already mentioned it. It's the Japan crowd, they're always silent, right? And you, they clapped a little bit during Wrestle Kingdom, but they're not going to be loud and obnoxious. Which, which is good, but bad at the same time, right? But the whole presentation, right? We'll start off with the song, the entrance song. Your entrance theme needs to be, like, catchy. It needs to be, like, a good representation of who you are. And I'm going to be completely honest. That song was jack shit. It was jack shit. It was awful. I don't understand the like the song was bad. The presentation, the she came down and she basically did her little hip swings and and dances and and you know her WWE stuff. This is essentially you know you 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 wanted Sasha Banks but you had to buy it off of wish.com and you get Mercedes Monet. Right? And notice She's still using the, and you can bank on that. 
you can bank on Monet, right? She's still using her W. Because Sasha Banks needs to recognize something. WWE doesn't need her. But I think we're going to recognize in six months. She's going to need WWE. WWE is the only reason she's known. Right? And now that she's known, now she thinks she's worth more. And she's not. And so, I'm a hunt. Right? So many people think it's a big mistake. She's the best ever. No, she's not. No, she's not. Right? And... Sure, let her go do her thing. Let her go run out her AEW contract. Let her go be mid-card in the AEW. Right? I'm sure she'll come in, have Tony Conwell use her fairly well for the first few months. But I highly doubt that she becomes the star she thinks she is on, on the indies and in AEW and in New Japan. Right? Take one of those strong style kicks from... One of the stardom girls, and you're gonna you're gonna wish you're back in WWE. Because they're stiff over there. Right? So at the end of the day, I'm not worried about it. As a WWE fan, if I was WWE executive, right, if I was Triple H, I'm not stressed about it. Cause I think Roxanne Perez is a younger, already better ver- person you can push in that Sasha Banks role. Now she's not gonna be the uh, the uh, you know, the bad girl sort of like, I'm the boss. That 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 won't be Roxanne's gimmick. But you know, the smaller sort of underdog story would work. Like, I think Roxanne's better. You got so much better talent. First off, that's cheaper as a business person. You have to think in terms of money sometimes, right? So I'm not stressed about it. I thought the presentation was bad. I thought the song was bad. I thought the the whole entrance was bad. I understand, you know, the Japanese sort of clothing. That's fine. it is what it is. You appease the audience you're wrestling in front of. Um, but the hair. What in the holy fuck was that hair? What in the holy fuck was that? Right? And then you get her in the ring. And then you get her in the ring and she botches the only move, the first move she does on the indies, and she botches it. And you can br- blame Kyrie if you want, right? Some people are blaming her, saying she went down too fast or she didn't turn correctly. <coughs> Sasha botched that move. I- I'm not calling her Mercedes, uh, be- right? I-, I don't give a- whatever you want to call her, right? Sasha botched the move, right? And then she gets on the mic. Now, I've already said I don't like her promo skills, so I kind of zoned out. But she gets on the mic, and again, thanks to Nerdy D for 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 mentioning this, because this isn't even something I picked up on. Um, it f- sounded like she was slurring her words. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think she was intoxicated. But if it comes out that she was, I would not be surprised. Because it sounded a little bit like her words were slurring. And everyone's going to come back and cover. She was nervous. She was sick. Uh, she has a lisp. This, that, and the other. Right? Or it's because she has to talk slower because for the translations and the translators. You can talk slower. Look, I can. Uh, you can talk slower. 
But, but but that doesn't excuse slurring your words. At least to me, it doesn't. At least to me, it doesn't. Um. So, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I just I I wasn't impressed. I don't see what people see in Sasha. I think she's extremely overrated. I think she got one role with Disney and now thinks that she's the hottest thing on the planet. And I don't even think she's the hottest thing in WWE. I think she's going to get to AEW and realize real quick, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, um, I think Chris Statlander's better. I think there there's a hierarchy in that women's division. And Sasha's going to be up front with Soraya for a little bit. She's going to be the secret partner coming out on Wednesday, the 11th. She's going to be up top for a little bit. And then when the crowd stops reacting with her, I don't necessarily think that Tony Khan's going to keep her at the top of the card. I think she'll be on dark within within six months. I think she'll be stuck to dark and rampage within six months. Right? And she's making money, so congratulations. Go get your money. But I think you need to, you know, I think, so I think a lot of these stars need to recognize that most of them are not as good as they think they are. Right? Like, I don't think Becky Lynch can be... Uh, I'm not going to use Becky. But there's a lot of wrestlers. I think Charlotte Flair could get over and in, in, in any company. Like, I, when I said that Sasha needs WWE and WWE doesn't need Sasha, I think I can say that for 98% of the entire roster, right? Sasha needs WWE. Charlotte doesn't, right? I think Charlotte Flair, just with her last name, can go to any company and be just fine. Charlotte is the best women's wrestler in the world. I think she could go to any promotion, any company, and get over just fine. I, I, I don't think we can say the same for Sasha. Right? I don't think that in six months, I don't think her stock's going to be any higher. Right, I think Charlotte Flair on the Indies, where she can do her own thing and book her, basically control her gimmick, I think Charlotte Flair would be even better than she is in WWE. I think the same thing with Becky Lynch. I think if Becky Lynch... I don't think Becky Lynch needs WWE. I think if Becky Lynch left WWE and could do what she wanted the way she wanted it, I think she'd benefit. I think the same thing for Bailey. I think if Bailey at this point in her career left WWE, I don't think she requires the same sort of help in terms of needing the brand of WWE as Sasha Banks did. Because I think once you... Once you you know, get outside of a certain demographic of, of wrestling fans, most people aren't going to rem- know who you are, right? It's right. But I think Charlotte could get over without WWE. I think R- Becky can. I'm somewhat, I think Bailey could, but it's a little iffy with me there. Um, And that's probably the only people that I, definitely Charlotte and definitely Becky, they don't need WWE. They could go over, go to any company and 
and be just fine. I think Sasha to be the to get to the star level she was she is at and was at at WWE. I think it required her being in WWE, right? Um, I'm done rambling on about Sasha though. I just don't see what everybody else sees. Maybe someone can change my change my attitude and 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 my opinion on that. Like someone give me a reason to like Sasha Banks, and I don't want to hear the oh she's she's hot reasoning that a lot of the simp's are gonna use because I don't care about that stuff, right? I, and honestly, there's a lot hotter than Sasha Banks, right? Yeah, she's she's attractive, some somewhat, but not with that hairstyle. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that she thought she was doing with that hair. That was atrocious to me. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Raw for a minute. Um, it's another boring Raw to me, right? And and I'm getting t- to the point where I think Triple H. And WWE execs are telling either family members, like uh, Cody Rhodes, I think it was his sister, promoted Raw and said, you know, I typically don't watch Raw live, but I'm going to check it out this week, right? And you had the guy who worked for w- in the writer's room the other not, uh, other week said, um, you, you're going to want to watch this episode of SmackDown. And I think they're getting to the point now where they are basically telling people to promote the show and hype it up to the point to where people watch. Like, the only reason I watched Draw on Monday was because a lot of people were saying they're going to hype, like, something big is going to happen on the first episode of Raw in the new year. And so I watched. And I watched for three hours, waiting for something big to happen, and nothing happened. That the best part for me was Hardy, the country artist, getting involved and in, in them promoting him because I'm a big fan of his music uh, and a big fan of country music in general. But, I mean, outside of that, nothing stood out to me. Right? You had the Alexa-Bianca thing, and I don't know how I feel about this whole storyline. Like, yeah, you, you're really doing a good job getting over Alexa going crazy and becoming controlled again by, you know, whether it's Bray Wyatt or Uncle Howdy, whatever, right? And, but at what point do you realize that I think this booking is hurting? I think being involved in the Bray Wyatt story, while it's benefiting Bray Wyatt and why I think it's benefiting Alexa Bliss... LA Knight's stuck, and and Bianca Belair is your champion, and you're sort of putting her in matches. While it was a good match, it just, you can't keep having Bianca look weak as your champion. And I'm sort of over this Bianca Belair championship run because it just... From WrestleMania, like, tell me what storyline we have with, with Bianca Belair. What's the character development? What's the motivation? Right? And we, we, when you continually allow someone to win and they never take a loss, they become super boring. Right? And that's where I think we're at with, with Bianca Belair. I would love to see her and Montez Ford go heel and have that heel couple run 
I think that would be fantastic. I think that would be fantastic. Have I think Montez Ford deserves to be in in the singles division. I love Angelo Dawkins. I do. Don't get me wrong. But I think he can wrestle singles too, and you could still sort of keep the group together um, while still allowing them to work as a tag team but work in the singles division as well. I think Montez Ford deserves a mid-card run and potentially a WWE championship run in the future. Um, I just don't understand what we're doing on Raw because nothing really stood out to me, right? You, 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 it's the same old, same old, right? And I think the best part of it was the Dominic Mysterio comedy. We, we could finally say it. He's a comedy gimmick. He's not like, and, and Dominic is really good in this role, but we have to understand this is, this is the best that it gets for Dominic. He's a comedy gimmick. He's in, no one's going to take him serious after this, right? And he's very good at it, but he's a comedy gimmick. No one's ever going to think that he could ever be champion. And this this completely shows me that one, Triple H doesn't believe in Judgment Day, and two, I'm, this puts into my belief even more Rhea Ripley needs to get out of the group. Because Rhea Ripley, I think, is a top five woman in the in on the roster who deserves a title run. And as long as she's in this group, I don't think she's ever going to get it, in my opinion. The only chance I really can see it happening is if she wins the Rumble. But if she doesn't win the Rumble, I don't see a title opportunity coming her way in the near future. Speaking of premier live events... In the last 24 hours, WWE completely destroyed my fantasy booking of the Bloodline. Because they announced um, at some point in the last 24 hours, I think it was today on Thursday, um, they announced that Money in the Bank premiere live event will take place from London, England. Which for one, I'm happy with. I'm happy and sad with. Like, I'm upset with it. I'm frustrated with it because I don't think we need the Money in the Bank gimmick pay-per-view. I think the match would works best in WrestleMania or some other show and just do the Money in the Bank match. Um, and I also think that the rushed cashing in of... Uh, The of the the contract by Austin Theory now just feels completely wasted to me, because in my head, okay, you had Austin Theory cash in because you want the, the you wanted you wanted him to be the guy to carry it the full way through the to be the first guy to carry it for a year, but you also you know my my understanding was that he dropped it because they needed the briefcase back for WrestleMania, and my whole fantasy booking was you have The Rock win the Rumble. That way you have Rock versus Roman at Mania Night 1. On Mania Night 1, you have the Money in the Bank won by Cody Rhodes, who then cashes in and says, Mania Night 2, Roman, I'm fighting you. And that's when you have him win. Um, so with Money in the Bank happening either July or June, I don't remember when, in the UK. So I'm happy the UK gets a pay-per-view show um, for the second year straight in the geographical UK area. 
and it's in London this time. So I'm happy for that. But I don't think we need the gimmick pay-per-views. I just don't. Um, so my question then now is, um, who went, first off, who are we pushing to win Money in the Bank? And then two, when does Cody Rhodes win the title? Because I think it's happening this year, right? And so this is going to sort of slide into the next topic. Cody Rhodes is being teased as coming back. And we already knew he was probably going to come back around Royal Rumble. Um, and But it looks like he's not going to be like a surprise entry into the Rumble that they're going to build him. Now, I'm perfectly okay with them doing the. This is Triple H treatment after he came back from, what was it, a torn, a torn quad? In like 2003, um, this is the same treatment. You, you, I think it, Cody Rhodes actually needs this treatment to be relevant again. Um, you know, you put him on the front foot of everyone's mind. You, you, you uh, put him um, in a position where everyone's thinking about him. Now you're really getting him over as this super baby face. You give him motivation. He's doing this for his dad. He wants to do what his dad could never do and had, had and he wants to complete the opportunity his dad could never get, right? So you give him that motivation. And and then when he returns at the Rumble in the Rumble match, right? And so I told you that me and Nerdy D, uh, when I was, uh, I said I disagreed with him. This is the thing I disagree with him on. This is the first time I think I've ever disagreed with a statement that he said. And he basically thinks that with Cody Rose being teased, that WWE still needs to have a surprise. And that that means that The Rock is locked up. Now, I'm not going to say that Nerdy D is wrong, but I do disagree. I don't think The Rock will be there. I think this is 110% Cody Rhodes Royal Rumble. Um, I, I'm thoroughly convinced of that now. I don't think we'll get The Rock. I think we're going to get Cody Rhodes. Um, this is 100% the Triple H treatment from back in the day. Um, uh, like I said, I w- actually wasn't even watching at this time of the Triple H incident. I just know of it through... Like I said, I used to be super hardcore, so I used to go back on WWE Network and watch a lot of these pay-per-views. Um, with that being said, I don't think WWE necessarily needs to have a surprise entrant. Um, here recently in the recent future, uh, recent history, we've got like Royal Rumble sort of became, you know, we're going to bring back some surprises or bring in some surprises, but it wasn't always this way. If you go back to like the beginning of Royal Rumble, they used to announce every third, every single competitor. All thirty competitors were announced who was going to be in there, right? We used to know who would be in the Royal Rumble from one to thirty. I don't think we used to know the exact order, but we knew everyone who would be in the match, right? So the surprise entrances, they they aren't something that's always been here, right? And so I actually kind of wish that we we built. January as a month of exposing who would be in the match. They're doing qualifying matches on SmackDown. Uh, Ricochet and uh, Top Dollar is going to be in a match to qualify for the Royal Rumble. 
I think that's going to be a, a – I don't know if the match is going to be on there. But I like the idea of having qualifying matches. But I also think that you should just have, you know, segments where management says you're going to be in the Royal Rumble. You've been – right? Sort of have the Royal Rumble be sort of like the Pro Bowl, right? Where, you know, we have a 120-man roster here and hey, you've been selected for this year's Royal Rumble. Uh, please – Please, you know, we'll tell you your entry the night of the event or whatever, right? Have just random segments of, you know, people getting letters that tell them that they've been selected to enter this year's Royal Rumble. Uh, Have promos like that. That would be cool. I don't think we necessarily need, you know, a, a big surprise every year for the Royal Rumble. Now, like I said, I'm not going to say that Nerdy D is wrong. The Rock could show up. And if The Rock does show up, if The Rock shows up, he wins. No matter what happens, no matter what they do with Cody Rhodes. If The Rock shows up, he's winning. Um, but I think like Nerdy D sort of assumes that because they're booking that that The Rock's been confirmed. I don't necessarily get the same feeling from them promoting Cody Rhodes that that necessarily means that The Rock is going to be confirmed. I didn't feel that, right? And again, you could be right. Um, I still think, and I think even more now, like my fantasy booking, how I would book it would have The Rock win or a rumble. If he's going to be there, have him win. But I'm not saying because they're not surprising Cody Rhodes that we have to have a surprise. So that means The Rock is locked in. I don't necessarily. My disagreement is the assumption that we need a a surprise. Because I don't necessarily think we need a surprise in this Rumble. Um, the Rumble match to me, at least how I watch it, I try to look at what feuds they're going to set up going into the next year. Because you could typically pick out some feuds that are going to happen and be set up based on the interaction in the Royal Rumble match. So that's kind of what I kind of pay attention to. I already know if The Rock or Co- if the Rock shows up, he wins. If Cody Rhodes shows up and The Rock doesn't show up, Cody Rhodes is going to win. Those are the only two options that I can think of winning the Royal Rumble. All right, so let's see. Is there anything else? I don't pre-plan these things, and I've gone way too long um, from what I normally like to talk about um, in terms of length in my podcast. Um, I want to make sure I covered everything I wanted to cover, though. Um, Yeah, I think I did. We covered Sasha. We covered Cody. We covered the Elite and Meltzer and all of that. Uh, Yeah, we're good to go, right? Uh, So this is the first episode. Sorry for it being late. From now on, every week from now, we'll be on Wednesdays. At some point during the day, it'll be live on all podcast networks. At some point, I'm still going to make a final decision on whether I'm going to go on YouTube. I typically don't like posting video podcast, but that might be something like video versions of the episodes. Um, typically because I don't really have a, a good set and uh, I just have like a messy apartment that I live in. 
So I don't know. I'll make a decision on if I wanna wanna do that in the near future. But for now, I do want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, and go ahead and 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 subscribe, like, share, post this to your friends. Um, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode. And again, thank you for listening.